This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, Episode 4, a monthly program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, D.C. And now your host, Chris McMains. Thank you, John, and hello to all our listeners out there. I hope you're enjoying your summer and getting a chance to take a relaxing vacation. We're going to start off the way we always do, with some news from IEEE USA. Veronica Rabel, chair of the IEEE USA Energy Policy Committee, participated in an energy policy panel session at the IEEE Power and Energy Society, PES, general meeting in Denver on July 27th. Rabel joined colleagues in discussing the Quadrennial Energy Review, QER report, which was released by the White House and the U.S. Department of Energy in April. Rabel and PES President-elect Demir Novosel chaired the IEEE Joint Task Force on QER. The report focused on energy transmission, storage, and distribution infrastructure. IEEE made perhaps its greatest contribution to QER in Chapter 3, Modernizing the Electric Grid. Among other things, major findings include innovative technologies have significant value for the electricity system, both long-distance transmission and distributed energy resources can enable lower carbon electricity, and growing jurisdictional overlap impedes development of the grid of the future. To view the full report or summary reports, search for Quadrennial Energy Review 2015. On July 30th, the Washington Internships for Students of Engineering, WISE, public policy presentations were made on Capitol Hill. The WISE program, now in its 35th year, had 14 students this summer. The presentations are the companion to the public policy research paper each of the students are required to complete. The papers have to be on an engineering-related topic of importance to the students sponsoring society. In addition to IEEE, the other sponsors this year were the American Society of Mechanical Engineers, the American Society of Heating, Refrigeration, and Air Conditioning Engineers, the American Nuclear Society, the Society of Automotive Engineers, the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, and the American Society for Testing and Measurements, Testing and Materials, excuse me. Among the IEEE student members, Devin Cornell presented his findings on United States Agency for International Development Critical Process Improvements. Nikhil Garg discussed fair use and innovation in unlicensed wireless spectrum. And Kara DeCoste talked about electric grid resilience, extreme space weather events. Dr. Ken Lutz, who teaches a smart grid course at the University of Delaware, was the faculty member in residence. If you're an engineering student and would like to spend eight weeks in Washington learning how government officials make decisions on complex technological issues and how technology professionals can contribute to the public policy process, go to wise-intern.org to find out how you can apply. Time now for Georgia Stelluto with the IEEE USA Conference Calendar. The summer breeze makes us feel fine here in the nation's capital, and it's time for your IEEE USA conference update. Upcoming conferences of note are the 2015 International Conference on Connected Vehicles and Expo, 
ICCVE in Shenzhen, Guangdong, China, in the Hong Kong area on 19th through the 23rd of October, the 2015 IEEE Women in Engineering, WIE, We Summit USA East in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 6th through the 8th of November, the IEEE Signal Processing in Medicine and Biology Symposium, SPMB, on the 12th of December in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the IEEE International Conference on Wireless for Space and Extreme Environments, WISE, W-I-S-E-E, on the 14th through the 16th of December in Orlando, Florida. For more information on upcoming conferences, go to IEEEUSA.org conferences. Hope you can attend some of these exciting conferences and events. Remember, connecting and networking with your peers is one of your most valuable professional tools. Don't miss these great opportunities. Now it's time for IEEE USA eBook Corner, highlighting new eBooks available to IEEE members. Want to sharpen your saw? Get some career advice on honing your soft skills? Check out Staying Sharp Volume 1, Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company, in a new IEEE USA eBook by author Harry T. Roman. The soft skills are just as important as the hard skills, maintains Roman, and if not sharpened regularly, an engineer's skills can obsolesce quickly. This IEEE Senior Life member knows what he's talking about. Roman worked for 36 years, almost all of them in R&D for Public Service Electric and Gas Company, the largest utility serving the state of New Jersey. Over those years, he directed and consulted on more than $100 million worth of projects and programs. Roman also taught graduate-level project management courses at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Now this veteran, professional, and educator is sharing his thoughts about how engineers can enhance their non-technical skills for career success in the new IEEE USA eBook, Staying Sharp Volume 1, Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company. The first in a two-part series, this ebook provides more than a dozen proven strategies engineers can easily put to work on the job. The second volume focuses on how to stay sharp outside your company. In Volume 1, Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company, the author includes several anecdotes describing how he successfully used some of the approaches during his own career. For example, in organizations that offer them, Roman strongly believes in requesting rotational or temporary assignments. He says they can be valuable opportunities to both learn and build your network, while at the same time providing knowledge, techniques, and skills from your own group. Roman notes that five years into his 36-year career with PSE&G, he obtained a temporary transfer to its R&D group. I liked it so much I never returned to my old department, he writes. Staying Sharp Volume 1, Tips for Staying Sharp Inside Your Company, is available for only $7.99 to members and $9.99 to non-members, at shop.ieeeusa.org. Don't delay. Get it today. In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up with a newsmaker or public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, Chris talks to Elizabeth Lyons, who's an accomplished author, speaker, executive coach, and career counselor with a particular interest in the careers of engineers, scientists, and technologists. Whether it's helping someone gain employment, stay employed, or find a new job, Elizabeth has helped hundreds of people from all walks of life. In this interview, she talks about high-tech job opportunities. Well, Elizabeth, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak with you. Thanks, Chris. I always love working with the IEEE USA. Thanks for having me. In fact, I think that's how we first met 
it was at, I believe, an IEEE USA Career and Workforce Policy Committee meeting where we were doing a workshop for, uh, for engineers to help them get into the job market or stay in the job market. I think that's how we first met. Yeah, it was. It was uh, two recessions ago, actually. It was, ooh, I want to say, 15 years ago, I bet, and it was in Portland, Oregon, uh, yeah, and actually, out of that meeting, I wrote my very first piece for Today's Engineer. So you and I have a very long history. Mm-hmm. And now we have IEEE USA Insight, and uh, I don't know if you've contributed to that publication specifically or not, but uh, I know that you've done webinars for us and things, and uh, you're, you've always done a lot to help out engineers and high-tech professionals. How long have you kind of been working with that group of people? Oh, I've been working with engineers and IT professionals since 2001. Uh, And actually, I got my start in the first recession and uh, actually was tasked with uh, being employed of a small recruitment firm, and I actually did business development. I did not do recruiting. So my job was to go in front of eight hiring managers a day, every day, and ask them about their hiring needs. This was really difficult because they could, back then, post an ad in the paper. It wasn't even done online then. Post an ad in the paper and get lots and lots of applicants. So I had to really sell the value of our firm and the value of my expertise and saving their time and so forth. And so I built a territory out of out of nothing and ended up tripping and falling into uh, engineering work and had a knack and really enjoyed the candidates a great deal. Um, The engineers have have really helped me in my career and and taught me a great deal uh, over the years and have been a fabulous network for me. So it was very very natural that then, you know, within a a year or two, I ended up speaking and giving back. And, And what I found was engineers had lots of questions around the job search and uh, you know, why Why didn't I get this job? Or why Why did I get this job? And how do I get to the next level? And, and those types of questions. And so that's, that really started it. I never really, I never set off to write two books and have a radio show and have a third book on the way. And, and I never, that wasn't the intention. It just seemed like there was a need and I just tried to make myself available. Mm-hmm. And uh, just before we went on the air, you were telling me about some fresh data you have for, uh, for IT pros and, and engineers. Could you share some of that with us? Absolutely. So, you know, first thing I want to say is recession is officially over. Uh, of course, the, the newspapers don't print those kinds of happy headlines, but uh, the article I'm looking at, the title is in called Candidate-Driven Market, and there's some very compelling data in here around that. Um, Here's a, here's a couple of bullet points from it. So forecasts from CareerBuilder and Manpower showed more employers plan to add staff. That means permanent and contract to hire by the end of the year. What they found was uh, the forecast showed a 5% increase. It actually turned out to be more than that. Um, in the last three years, MRI reported that it's a Canada-driven market shot up between 56% and in 2012, it's 90% today. So that's that's interesting. From 2012 until now, there's been almost a you know 40 some odd percent increase in it being a candidate-driven market. What that means for engineers and IT professionals is simply this: if you float your resume out there, be ready to get a call. 
Uh, don't don't just float it out there thinking you'll, quote, see what's out there because you're going to get a call and you want to be ready. Um, the other thing is if you are floating it out there, you could comfortably expect to have one or two, maybe even three offers in hand before you make a decision. Um, slow down and really decide if it's a place you want to work for uh, and really think through what, what do they have to offer and can you take your skill set and can you advance there because you're going to have a lot of people running at you. Um, you're going to have a lot of headhunters calling you saying, what's it going to take you to leave Dell? How much is it going to take? What's it going to take you to leave Intel? And it's not always about money. Um, and my, my second book really addresses that as well. Um, on some more statistics here um, around offers, uh, employers are actually coming in a little lower in the offer category. Uh, 63% of offers are made within four weeks. So, again, a, a note to IT and engineers Get your applications in right away. You don't want to be applying to an old ad online. If you're interested, get in there because they're going to offer within a month. Uh, and then when a candidate turns down an offer, when they decline, 50%, it's, or excuse me, 25%, it's because of money and benefits. So even with speedier offers coming in at four-week mark, 37% of the declines in offer are because a candidate accepted another job or it wasn't enough it wasn't enough money. So you're going to want to think about that. As you're applying online, you're getting calls, you need to be able in the first 10 minutes of the phone screen answer how much are you making and how much do you want to make. Get those numbers out there so you're not, you know, four, six, eight weeks into the process and they come in with this offer that's a lateral or five grand more and you're not willing to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, Last quarter, CareerBuilder survey predicted that 32% of employers would add staff by the end of June of this year. 39% actually did. So it, it's moving. It's definitely become a robust market. And uh, that's all great news for IT and, and engineer professionals. That's one of the top top skill sets that, that's really moving with, with the most amount of, of offers, mm-hmm. for sure. Now, of course, all of the news isn't good. Uh, we recently heard Qualcomm announce that they're going to be laying off about 4,700 people, some of which are in engineering. And uh, is that something people need to really be concerned about? No, and I, you know, Chris, to your point, I think we're all a little, we're all a little gun shy. We're all a little afraid because the last recession was extremely unkind, and there were executives out of work for a year and two years, or you'll find engineers that were sitting on contract jobs or rolling from contract to contract for two or three years because there was no full-time positions. Um, you know, what? I don't think it's anything to worry about. You know, the other big headline in the paper and, you know, the word about town is HP is doing a lot of layoffs. We all see those those happening. In fact, I got a call from a client yesterday in, in Arizona who was concerned Uh, It's a reshuffling of the deck. I I think that, honestly, even if people's jobs go away, there's so much availability of work out there today. There's nothing to be afraid of. If you have a current IT skill set, you've got nothing to worry about. Minimally, you can land a contract. Uh, We had some conversations with contract houses uh, and they're actually, they reported to us that they're actually losing all their contractors to full-time positions. 
So what you're, and, and I actually, when I interview, that's the number one thing I'm hearing is contractors are looking and only looking for full-time positions. They're tired of contracting. So the contract houses would, would love to have you if you fall out of a job quickly, and that may turn into a full-time position. So um, the work's definitely out there. Again, if you've got a good, a good skill set, you know, some good, you might need to brush up your interviewing techniques, but I mean, the availability is out there where, you know, five years ago it was not at all. Well, that's, uh, that's really good news. Now, I know you've written two books, Recession Proof Yourself, and I Quit, Working for You Isn't Working for Me. Tell us about your third book. Right. So my third book, which I'm in the middle of, of offering right now, is on women's leadership. So I'm really excited to work with that. Um, my career counseling practice has uh, two parts to it. One is career management, and the other piece is leadership development. And I'm actually doing quite a bit of work with the IEEE Lunch and Learns around leadership development topics. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. I've, I've kind of moved the practice that way. And there seems to be a, a real call um, even in engineering, uh, with with women wondering about leadership, so the third book seems like it's it's timely, and there certainly is a, a need for that out there. Well, that's great, Elizabeth, and uh, we're just about out of time here. I greatly appreciate you taking your time and sharing your expertise with us, as you've done for many years, particularly benefiting IEEE members. So, thank you very much, and I hope. Uh, you'll be available and we can talk again. Absolutely. My pleasure. I love working with the IEEE. I, I really do. I enjoy all of you there. Thank you for having me. IEEE USA Insight, the organization's flagship publication, is featuring a number of stories that might interest you. Here are a few. Reeling in tuned out audiences during presentations. What engineers can learn from great writers how the government is looking for cybersecurity professionals, and one that I wrote on Jim Leonard, an IEEE fellow and former IEEE USA president who worked for Boeing for over 50 years and designed air weapons systems. Jim was an amazing man who did a lot to benefit IEEE members, the profession, and our country. For these and other stories, go to insight.ieeeusa.org. IEEE USA's free monthly ebook to members in August is Work-Life Balance, Book 2 by Peggy Hutchison. In Book 1, Hutchison introduced some of the major issues that lead to varying degrees of balance in people's sense of satisfaction with their lives. In Book 2, she explores work-life balance with regard to career stages, young professional, mid-career, and late career. From August 1st through September 15th, IEEE members can download a complimentary copy of this ebook by going to IEEE USA shop and using promo code August Free. A complimentary monthly ebook is just one of the many benefits of IEEE membership. The IEEE USA shop site has a whole host of ebooks available for download at a nominal cost. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I'm Chris McMains in Washington. Wishing you and your family a wonderful day. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article. Send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org. 
Visit Facebook at facebook.com slash USA or connect with us at Twitter at USA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.